0: Sunday, we dealt with fear. Fear not, Mary, for you have received favor, grace from God. And this Sunday, I want to look at verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, "Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his." people from their sins. This morning I want to challenge your hearts around a silent support system. A silent support system. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, "Neighbor." all help help. doesn't make noise. A silent support system. The Hollywood film industry oftentimes features frontline actors and actresses in the making of a major motion picture. And these frontline people are popular, premier, and promote pictures towards an Academy Award that each picture amen has not only these promotional premier people but they also have people that we call a supporting cast and this supporting cast may not be popular premier and promotional but they are pertinent and significant to the success Of the picture and in a similar sense throughout scripture we see people that are popular premier and promotional like Abraham and yet Abraham had a supporting cast of a man called Eliezer nobody talks about Eliezer for your information Eliezer was a servant of Abraham who was tasked by Abraham, to go out and find a wife for his son, Isaac. After the death of Isaac's mother, Eleazar went out to find Isaac a wife, and Eleazar is a type of the Holy Spirit who is sent from God to find a bride for the bridegroom, the bride being the church, the bridegroom being Jesus Christ. We never talk about Eleazar, but without Eleazar, Isaac would have never found Rebekah. Right, we talk about Moses. And Moses was great. One of the greatest men in all the Bible. Moses was popular, premier, and promotional to the program of God, but he had a supporting cast. Aaron, his brother, and Joshua, his commanding officer in his army and her. Without her and without her and without a man of uh, Aaron and Joshua, Moses would have fainted because they held his arms up in battle. And in a similar sense, when we look at the birth of Jesus Christ. We see the main actors, Mary, angels, and of course, God, but nobody talks about Joseph. Mary's earthly husband, rather quiet, laid back, not self-serving, not demanding, not popular, not premier, not promotional. He just has a supporting cast. And in my estimation, he's one of the greatest men in all the Bible. That some of us, if we don't have a premier position, if we're not seen up front, if we're not equated with greatness, we don't want to part. And oftentimes, it's that supporting cast that means more to the continuity of the picture than some premier people. Now, when I look at this story, and I have conveyed some of these points before, Joseph had his fears like us, and his fractures, like us, and Joseph needed encouragement like us. There are some characteristics about Joseph that jump off the page of the Bible. When I think about a quiet, silent support, I remember playing baseball, and there were times when i get in a rut, get in a slump, and for some reason I couldn't turn on this fastball or hit a curve. And there'd be an old man in the stands, and between innings he might come up and just say, Son, you might want to, and he just gives a little quiet note of instruction. And a good hitter finds out what he's been doing wrong just through someone else's observation. Married couples going through pure fire and someone who has walked that plank can emerge and not give a dissertation on marriage, just a helpful hint and it can help that couple to survive. I'm preaching to somebody. I believe that God strategically places people in your life. Whether it's on your job, in the church, in the Wawa, in a heritage, there, there's people that God just strategically places that when we're about to go under, they just pop up. Can I get a witness? And they're they, they, they not trying to get, uh, amen, amen. they're not trying to get a spotlight on them. They're not trying to preach a sermon to you. They, they just come alongside momentarily and just drop something. And you, you, you realize that something came from God. Do I have a witness? And, and, it's, and it's here in this context that hey, before I jump into the text, I, I, I need to say this. That in chapters 1 and 2 of Matthew, and Matthew was a Jew, Matthew is writing to present Jesus Christ as king of the Jews. He's not king of the church. He's king of the Jews. He's head of the church. Reason being is because the Jewishness of the book is presenting a kingdom, which he's king, and as head of the church, he's talking to an organic body. Can I get a witness? The body is the bride of Christ. So, so, child of God, when, when Matthew is writing this, Matthew shows us three things, at least four things in the first, second chapters that are important to the understanding of the text. The first thing he deals with is he deals with the heritage of the king, his heredity. And, and in the first 17 verses of chapter one, he deals with his, listen, his human heritage that when you look at this genealogy, it's very, very interesting and names we can't pronounce and uh, it's, it's, it's a long line of people who were in the DNA of Jesus Christ and when you realize that in Matthew it's, listen, it's Joseph, listen, it's Joseph, not Jesus' father, but Joseph who played the part of an adopted father, uh, hang on in there, it's Joseph whose ancestry was born through Solomon, son of David, giving Jesus legal rights to the throne. When you go to Luke 3, there's another genealogy, but that's Mary's side. Yeah, through Nathan, another son of David, giving Mary, who gave Jesus spiritual and throne rights, to the throne. Lord have mercy. And, 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 and so, so we see this heritage and then this great heritage It deals with the fact that Jesus is human and Jesus is divine. The human heritage, first verse 17 verses, the divine heritage, 18 to 25. And when you look back at the first chapter, verse 18, we see this break. And we we see in the seventeenth and eighteenth verse, amen, especially the eighteenth verse, we see now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused, that is, engaged, committed to Joseph, before they came together sexually she was found with child of the holy ghost makes this clear joseph had nothing to do with this baby it's also clear in another place uh and 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 we'll we'll review that amen that when when you understand that mary is pregnant at 16 and, and this heritage goes on to talk about certain things I believe every born-again believer in Jesus Christ ought to know. Jesus is his earthly name. It means Jehovah saves. It, it is the Old Testament equivalent of Joshua. That Jesus is his earthly name. In eternity past, we're going to deal with this next week, his name was not Jesus. He was the Word, the Logos. He didn't become Jesus till he was born in a manger. And his name shall be called Jesus. The word Christ, Christos, is the Gentile equivalent, Greek equivalent of Messiah, anointed one. So Jesus is his earthly name. And his official title is Christ, Christos, Messiah, Anointed One. All right. But then he has a descriptive title, Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He not only has an earthly name of Jesus and... An official title name of Christ, Messiah, Christos, and a descriptive name of, Lord have mercy, listen, amen, this descriptive name of Emmanuel, God is with us. But listen to this, he's got a representative name, rep- listen, he represents others because his name is Jehovah Sinkanoot, the Lord who is our righteousness. The reason I'm going to heaven is not because of me, but because the Lord is my righteousness. I'm preaching already. Because he who died in my place, was buried and rose again, is my righteousness. So all my righteousness is as filthy rags. There's none righteous, no not one, but because Jesus earthly name, who is the Christ, Messiah, amen, who is Emmanuel, God with us, he is Jehovah, sink new my righteousness, I'm getting into heaven. My God. He deals with the heredity and he deals with the homage of the king. That the Magi, these stargazers, the supernova uh, uh, a star that shined for one or two years. These these people from probably Persia. Very intelligent. Very insightful men. And you got to be insightful and intelligent to see Jesus. They sought the king. They followed the star. No indication in scripture there was three wise men. In fact, It was probably a whole caravan of men, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when they came to Bethlehem, the city was troubled because so many in the caravan showed up. They had three presents. Gold, dealing with his deity, that he's God. Frankincense, a perfume, amen, smell of his perfections. And myrrh, burial material, to indicate his death. They paid homage. He was born in the manger, but two years later, they found him in a house. They worshipped him. King of the Jews. He deals with the heredity, he deals with the homage of the king, and then third, he deals with the hostility against the king. O'Heroid, who was not a Jew, he was an Edomite, after Saul, Esau's heritage, Appointed by Mark Anthony and Cleopatra, not by the Jews. He killed his wife and his two brothers for treason. He was reckless. He was angry. He was crazy. And when Jesus, when he heard that the king of the Jews was being born, he became threatened and murdered all babies two years and under. So there's the hostility against the king and you need to understand when Jesus came listen to this the wise men worshipped him and they sought him Herod opposed him and the Israelite priests ignored him and then we see the humility of the king he who was rich became poor I want you to pick up this morning, if we, if we don't establish anything else, I wanna establish some things about this great man Joseph. Nothing more than a supporting cast. And I, I have seen enough pictures in my day and I'm a proponent of AMC and TCM and all the other old pictures. I love the old pictures that when you see a Green Street, Sydney Green Street, who always played with Humphrey Bogart, Sydney Green Street, who always played with others. You you see the supporting cast and the main cast. You see you see the James Cagneys. You see, yeah, the Lauren McCall's. You those, those, those were the premier promotional, but there was always people in the background that made that picture what it was. Lord have mercy. Susan Haywoods, the yeah. And many, many others that made those pictures just pick up and stick with you. That it could be that we only need the premier actors for their name, but it's usually the supporting actors that give the, that gives the picture fame. Yes, sir. Something about a supporting cast. We know Michael Jordan would have been nothing without Scottie Pittman. We we understand oh no we understand certain things without the supporting cast. Are y'all praying with me? That 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 child of God when you when you understand the significance of a supporting cast you need to understand the significance of a Joseph. That what I see first in Matthew chapter 1, 18 and 19 is a depiction of Joseph's righteousness. Now, now here's, here's the play. Here's the play. Take this one. Got alliteration of S's. Joseph submitted to his circumstances. Let me, let me stop pausing. My grandparents and even my parents hung in there through thick and thin. You know it and I know it. They had a depression in the 30s. Come on now. They had to work hard. They had, they had kids. They had low income. I never heard of a family vacation until I had a family. Now, I don't know about y'all, y'all, excuse me. My parents, they never say, well, vacation's coming up. <laughs> vacation was Fairmount Park in Atlantic City. Yeah, Somebody know what I'm talking about. I never, never heard of no vacation. Some of us get two and three vacations and feel like without a vacation, I'm going to go crazy. Child, child, child of God, this man had the ability through God to submit to adverse circumstances and still hang in there some of y'all going through something and the easy thing is to cut and run talk to your neighbor turn to your neighbor and say it's easy to cut and run it's easy to get out of dodge it's easy to live the mess to leave the mess but at some juncture you and i got to learn to hang in there can i get a witness you can't keep running you, you can't keep coming up with a new vision for your life. Some of y'all have had so many visions. Lord, have me, till you're blind. <laughs> you can't see a thing. I, you had a vision last year. You had a vision the year before that. You had a vision two years ago. I, I got another vision. I don't want to hear about your vision. Can I get a witness? Some of us have just got to gird up the lines. I'm preaching now, and you just got to stand flat-footed and be still and know that he is God. Life is short and full of trouble. Job said it. Count it all joy. When you fall into various trials, if trial, if life gives you a lemon, make lemonade. Stop wishing for orange aid. Take the circumstances that God has placed you in. Be still and ask wisdom of God to navigate where you are and stop trying to get out. Y'all yeah, yeah. ain't got saved, say it, man. Somebody need to preach it. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Well, the first wife didn't meet my needs, and the second wife, she's crazy. And the third wife, and the fourth wife, and the fifth, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to this. According to Jewish law, the espousal period was equivalent with marriage, and Deuteronomy 22 says, could have been punishable by death if there was any immorality or unfaithfulness. I want you to see his inner character. Now, now, now look, 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 look what it says. It says, verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ, verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a what? Just man. The word just means righteous. Be, being a righteous man Listen to this, and not willing to make her a public example. Now here's what Joseph had the right to do. Are y'all praying with me? He had the right to go to the temple and say, I found my wife guilty of immorality and unfaithfulness. The priests would have automatically took him off the hook, ripped up his marriage certificate, and ordered the death of Mary according to Deuteronomy 22, let's just stop and thank God that he is not killing us for our sin. Because I wouldn't be here this morning, neither would you. Can I get a witness? I know some of y'all think, well, I would be here, yeah, right, okay. what it says. He was not willing to make her a public. He was not willing to expose and embarrass her. Even though he was right. Mm. My God. (sighs) He was minded. The word minded means Joseph was very logical. He was minded. It came to mind to put her away privately. Let me let me submit to my circumstances and deal with this quietly, not to bring reproach on my wife. Oh my God. That is, and that epitomizes. That when we get hit we're not trying to hit back. That at all costs Joseph learned the secret of submitting to the circumstances that God permitted even though they were adverse and offensive. Now, now here's where I like to shine as a Bible student not only in my biblical I'm a preachers in the book but I like to step back, Dr. Bettner, and put myself in the Biblical character's shoes. See, I got a theory, and, and Jesus preaches. if you haven't walked in somebody's shoes, you don't know what's going on. Your speculation means nothing. You got to walk in somebody's shoes. Now, before my children were born, the sister going came home and said, look, I'm pregnant, it's not yours. I would put her away (laughs) privately. (laughs) Y'all hear me. Y'all hear me. Y'all hear me. Y'all hear me. And the reason you're laughing at me, because in the name of Jesus, with all your spirituality, when stuff gets tight and you don't understand it, I'm preaching to somebody you start acting ugly, going back to your demonic nature, cussing people out, pulling out guns, pulling out knives, throwing lamps. I'm preaching now. Can I get a win? Speaking in an unknown tongue. Ain't nobody heard this stuff. When you can invent curse words that ain't nobody ever heard, dog, you you doing something. No, 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 go put yourself in Joseph's shoes. I'm pregnant. It's not yours. Well, who did? It's God's. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> and come, come on now, y'all, 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 y'all can help me out. Sound a little ludicrous, doesn't it? Jo- Joseph, Joseph, even under that pressure, my God. Mm, mm, mm. look at this man are you with me submission to the circumstances and God knows I don't like all the circumstances that come up in my life and I gotta be honest I'm not submitted when they come up are you with me When, when, when the winds shift and things change I can't sit up here and say well as soon as they change I just trust the Lord no we, we are not always submitted. See, submission to the circumstances means you really believe that God's in control. I'm preaching now, Doc. Joseph in the Old Testament was submitted to the circumstances. Threw him in a ditch, sold him into Egypt. Come on now. Potiphar's wife lied on him. His brothers came back in a famine. He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for God. Chadrach, Meshach, and Abednego submitted to circumstances. Oh Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer We are not going to bow down. Our God is able. Even if we gotta go in a fiery furnace, we're not bound down. Submitted to circumstances. See, I believe in the midst of the heat, when you hold on to your faith, to the hand of Jesus Christ, he's obligated to pull you out of trouble. He's obligated to make a way out of nowhere. He's obligated to put food on the table and clothes on your back and money in your pocket. He's obligated. Why? Because his word is higher than his name and he cannot lie. Look at the second characteristic of uh, uh, Joseph, verses 20 to 25. Are you with me? Not only did Joseph have a depiction of God of, of Joseph's righteousness, which was submitted to circumstances, but a dedication to God's uh, Amen reassurance. Now, watch this. Now, he had the ability to silently suffer. Some of y'all start suffering. Everybody know. Come, come, you come in church like the hunchback of Notre Dame. Look. What's wrong? Ah, ah. I'm going through he he could he could silently suffer now look at verse 20 but while he thought on these things now stop what things I don't want to embarrass her I don't want to make a public example of her I don't want to destroy her need to suffer silently. Not easy. Not easy. Look, look, look at this. While he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord, God knows when to show up, doesn't he? Appeared unto him in a dream. So, he, he was logical. He thought on these things and then he became a dreamer. He started dreaming. And the angel said, Joseph, thou son of David, notice that title, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. By the way, let me throw this in parenthetically. Nobody had heard from God in 400 years. The intertestament period between Malachi and Matthew was 400 years nobody heard from God this is the first utterance coming from the throne ah look at this and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his elected predestinated people from their sins let me say three things about Joseph Joseph was moral, Joseph was, watch this now, he was merciful, and Joseph was a little mystical. Now let me stop. He was moral, but he was merciful. A most unusual combination. Most people who are moral are not merciful. They brag about how high their morals are. But somebody get in trouble, they're ready to crucify them. It's a, it's, it's a rare combination to be moral and merciful. My God. Mm. You know why I'm so merciful with people? Because God keeps in the forefront of my eyes all the mess He delivered me from. Do I have a witness up in this room? How can I come down on you when the Lord has done all of this in my life? Pull me out of hell. Can I get a witness? Clean me up from sexual sin. Clean me up from running the streets. Clean me up, clean me up, clean me up. And now, and I'm not even fully clean. I thought I'd throw that in there too. Now that the Lord is cleaning me up, who am I to dare look down on you and your struggles? Who am I to judge you where you are? Who am I to criticize your spiritual state? But for the grace of God, there goes I. We were in whoredoms. We were on our way to hell. We were in pharmakia. That's drugs. Yeah, we were in spirits. That's liquor. We were running up down the street. We were zombies going to hell. But Jesus, yeah. but God who's rich and mercy, saved us. He saved us. Didn't he save us? He saved us. From the guttermost to the uttermost. He saved us from the grave, the glory, from dirt to deliverance. He saved us. Don't you ever forget what the Lord has done for you. Don't you ever forget conveniently where the Lord has brought you from. Don't you ever forget what the Lord has done in spite of you. If the Lord had left you alone, you'd be dead this morning. If the Lord had left me alone, I'd be in hell this morning. But the goodness of the Lord leads men to repentance. Hallelujah! And wait a minute, let me get something straight. The Lord didn't peek out of heaven and say, Raymond Gordon, do you want to be helped? He just helped me. Can I get away? He just cleaned me. He just cleansed me. He turned me around. He placed my feet on a solid rock. Put a new song. In my mouth, even praise. Many shall see it. And they're going to praise the Lord. They're going to say, it's not this Raymond. It's not this Gary. It's not this Wayne. It's not this Bruce. It's not this Cleve that we know. The Lord is good. He's good. He's good. And his mercy endures forever. He was moral. He was merciful. He was mystical. And husbands, amen, we need, yeah, to be a solid support system to our wives. Wives, we need to be a silent support system yeah. to our husbands. Yeah. Don't try to show them up. Yeah. Oh, I'm preaching. Yeah. Don't call yourself helping them at their expense. Yeah. I went home and told my husband, you know what you needed to do? Nobody knew to hear that. Once you go home and tell us the other stuff? I'm preaching somebody now. Don't, you know, learn to be a silent, with your kids, learn to be a silent support system. Stop crucifying them for things you did and are still doing. Learn to come quietly alongside of them. Silent support systems. I want you to see this. Look at the third characteristic so I can get out your way. My God, you know I'm a preacher, baby. Look at his, listen to this now, look at his support of this removal, a dependence in Joseph's removal, chapter 2, verse 13. Look at that. Are you with me? Now, here's what happens. Verse 12, they were warned by God, in the dream, this is the Magi, not the return of Herod. Herod is on the hostility route. And when they were departed, behold, angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Arise, take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt and be thou there. Listen to this, until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And, and the Bible says, and, and when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night. Now, let me stop. He did not, <clears throat> yeah, he did not go from Williamstown to Deford in the BMW. He went from where he was to Egypt, which is a hall in the winter of snow on a jackass. He's got a pregnant woman on a donkey, meaning he's not riding, he's walking. Y'all ain't getting this. How many of you husbands are walking in front of your wives and lovingly pulling them along? Hmm. Well, you behind the (laughs) jackass. took the young child took his mother by night by night by night predators animals wolves bandits and departed in to Egypt you know what love is love you know we talk about you know the world talk about puppy love i think i'm in love no that's lust Anytime you can't eat, you see stars, (laughs) you gasp for breath, that ain't love. That's lust. I ain't getting no amen. (laughs) If somebody can make you gasp, oh, that ain't love. I don't have an appetite. Dang love. I know. I've gasped. <gasps> Couldn't eat. Dang love. Love is not a feeling. Love is a Love is the ability to step into a role and give to silently support a person regardless of the circumstances and not worry about what you're getting out to deal. Not selfishly worrying about what's coming back to me. But it is saying... Baby, to the day you die, I choose to serve you. I choose to support you. I choose to elevate you. I choose to brag on you. I choose to complete you. I choose to sacrificially work for you. And even in your ugly moments, I choose to not even see it. But to be there for you. Do you see me, preacher? Yeah, right. Choose. Choose. That's what love is. See, love is Jesus. Who died in your place? Who let him spit in his face? Let him smack him. Let him kill him. So that you and I could have a right to the tree of life. That's love. Talk about what love got to do with it. <laughs> I found love on a two-way street, lost it on a lonely heart. That ain't love. You just got lost that night. I'm preaching to somebody up in here. You know why I can preach on this? Because, see, in the world, I was a lover of love. I was an idealistic. I want to fall in love. I want to meet that dream. Oh, the dream. I have a dream. <laughs> I want I want I, I got a dream. And every time I see I'm a melt. Knees gonna get shaky. That's that's that love talk. Yeah. How you doing today, Pastor? I'm in love. But you know what I learned? I learned that. Coming out of the world, that was love. But when I got into Christ and learned what true love was all about, it's work, it's toil, it's sacrifice, it's putting yourself last, putting somebody else first, it's commitment, yeah, it's function. Hey, can I get a witness? And and, and the only thing that's going to take me through is the joy of the Lord becomes my strength. Hallelujah. I better leave that one alone. Some of y'all still looking for that kind of love. They don't exist. You know, people lie. Do you love me? Yeah, baby, I love you. I ain't got a pot or a window. I ain't got a job. Can't talk. Haven't been to school. Slinkers untied. Draws hanging down. Come on, baby. I, I love you, baby. No, where, where is this going? Somebody need to preach it. Can't even fill out a job application. Where does your, excuse uh, me, where does my name go? Like the Whining Brothers, where did my name go? Just as dumb as the day is long and you, I, I'm in love. No, they ought to shoot him and then shoot you too. When we understand the nature of agape love. Love ain't got nothing to do with feelings. Do you think Jesus felt like coming down here? Dying in the place of us ignorant people? Do you think Jesus felt like? Given his, in fact, in the garden, he said, Lord, I don't want to drink this cup. Nevertheless, not mine will, but may thine will be done. And just when you get caught up in your feelings, throw your feelings down and say, It's not about feelings, it's about function. Yeah. When you do the function, the feelings come later. Oh, I'm preaching now. Y'all ain't ready for this time. Listen up. Hmm? That's why these marriages can't stick together. You're singing the righteous brothers. You lost that loving feeling. You know. You know. Come on now. I can't get no satisfaction. I guess not. The fact of the matter is, God never intended for us to love that way. That's the world's love. Are you praying with me? Listen to this. He left. He went all the way to Egypt. In his removal, he had the faith and stick-to-itiveness to wait on God to speak back to him. What a man. Look at this, finally, you're talking about supporting cast. Look at his discernment and his return, verse 19 to 23. Are you with me? In verse 24, then Joseph being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. And look how God protects her virginity and knew her not sexually till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name, what? Jesus. Now let me talk about this return trip. The angel said, uh, Herod is dead. Get up and go back home. He got up, he had general revelation, general direction. Get up and go back. Now look how deep God is, because God even speaks to us in the midst of our fears. As he's coming back, Joseph realized, amen, that Herod's brother, chapter 2, go with me now, chapter 2, verse 22, he realized that Archelaus, Herod's brother, Amen did reign in his stead, I'm sorry, his, his son, as his father Herod. He was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding. Being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee and came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth. Here's what God did. God gave him a general revelation. Go back. As he's going back, God stops him and through his fears, say, make a, make a left turn and go this way. You cannot get specific revelation till you follow the general revelation. You cannot know the specific will of God till you follow the general will of God. And, and child of God is in this context that Joseph submitted, silently suffered, supported and served, surrendered to God. Joseph was. A just man, he was righteous, he had reassurance, he removed, he returned. And we all applaud this supporting calf. What a man called Joseph! You don't hear anything about him. Came quietly, left quietly. It is believed that after 12 years of age, when him and Mary returned to Jerusalem, couldn't find Jesus, and they found him, that's the last you hear Joseph. He probably died after that. Let me throw this at you. I believe when you have finished what the Lord has asked you to do, he takes you out. You know why I believe that? Because you don't hear no more about Joseph. There was no need to hear about Joseph. Mary was a widow, Jesus, God in the flesh, came to die on the cross, but Joseph did what the spirit wanted him to do. Sacrificially support, silently suffer, submit, and surrender so that the Son of God can be born. Can you imagine his reward in heaven? And you know why Jesus called a carpenter? Because Joseph taught him carpentry. Jesus had a trade. He taught him carpentry. This is a good Father's Day message too. How many fathers, like Joseph, is willing to invest in their wives and invest in their sons? You know what's wrong with society right now? Parents are on the blink. You know why we know parents are on the blink? Because the children live in total disarray. No respect, no restraint, no responsibility. Can I get a witness? And it goes right back to the parents. Because we out guilt tripping, trying to buy them everything so they'll love us. I'm preaching now. Instead of spending time with them, teaching them the R, the R, and the R's of life. can't remember a Sunday growing up I wasn't in church can't even remember I had to say yes ma'am no sir yeah today a dog was up I had to say yes ma'am and no sir and you know what I'm talking to the parents I don't want my child doing all that you're the problem had a woman come in my study five years ago Ten years ago, she went out, had one child, and spent four to $5,000 on presents for Christmas. If you get him a motorcycle at 11, you got to give him a Bentley at 16. <laughs> What's all that about? Well, he's got it hard. Me and his father, there it goes. There it goes. No. No. Uh-uh. You can't overindulge them. They got to respect your house. They got to respect your rules. I know y'all don't want to hear this. Send them to me. I'll deal with them. Let me close on this. Been here 24 years. 1989 a nice school teacher. She was a school teacher in her 30s. Beautiful young lady. She's no longer a member here. And she came up to me and said, Pastor, I need to make an appointment. I said, What's wrong, baby? She said, Me and my daughter ain't getting along. The daughter was 14. And They came to my study and sat there, and some of you heard this before. And and and, and I said, what's, what's wrong? And she said, Well. My daughter snaps back at me, she cusses at me, and she's threatened to hit me. So I said, well, we're, we're, you know, we you know, we talking. And she said, I told her to do something, and she, she, she wants to fight, and I don't want to fight her. And I did like this, I said. So they got into an exchange, not in front of me, and the 14-year-old girl said, if you hit me, I'm hitting you back. In fact, I'm going to smash you. You hit me. And the mother was crying, right? And I'm going like this. First of all, and the reason I'm going like this, I couldn't even process that. I could see me at 14 saying to my mother, hit me, and... So I said to the mother in front of her daughter, mother, give me your permission to act as her father. She was crying. she said, you got it, Pastor. I said, thank you. (laughs) Told the mother to leave my office. She left, closed the door and the daughter was sitting there looking at me, I said, took off my glasses, took my belt off, and I said, I will whip. I got your mother's permission. I will whip her. She starts shaking. Pastor, I said, shut up. (laughs) And by the time she came out of my study, she was clothed in her right mind. Now, I, I don't, I don't advocate. Listen, I don't advocate abuse. I don't advocate beating. Yes, I do. I don't advocate, but but listen. I, you you know it was it it dawned on me that we were blessed to have parents who created boundaries. Do I have a witness? Boundaries. You got a curfew. No, I'll knock you out. I bought you in this world. I, I, no, 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 no. Cut it off. Cut it off. Cut it off. Here's what I'm saying. Joseph was a just man. And I want us, in our dealings with one another, family, church folk, co-workers, to be like Joseph, who submitted to the circumstances, who suffered silently, who supported his wife without understanding what was going on who finally surrendered totally to God and when you and I surrender totally to God he's got it do I have a witness the Lord has got your back and the Lord will bless you if you trust and never doubt trust in the Lord with all and lean not to thine own understanding. Let's stand on our feet. As every head is bowed, eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, died for your sins on the cross, was buried and rose again with all power in his hands. He's God's only begotten Son. You need Christ to come into your life right now. You need to repent and ask the Lord to save you right now. Don't go to hell. He said, if you be ashamed of me, then I'll be ashamed of you. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Those out there in the, in the uh, coming for the tree, those who are not saved, raise your hand. Everyone, raise your hand if you want Christ in your life. Is there one? Is there one? If your hand is raised, please step out. Come on now. Come on now. Put your hand in the air if you want Jesus to save you. Stand right here. Is there another? Come on. Step out. In the name of Jesus, step out. If you want to be saved, time is running out. If you want to join the church on your Christian experience, step out in the name of Jesus. That's right. Praise Jesus. Glad to have you. How you doing, honey? Praise the Lord. That's right. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Can you move down here, please? Thank you. Thank you. Praise Jesus. Thank you. This is what we're about. We're about souls. Come on, step out. Or perhaps you're looking for a church home. Step out. Is there another? Step out. We want you to come right now. Jesus died for your sins. He's the son of God, only begotten son of God, full of grace, full of truth. Step out, is there another? Praise God, i gonna ask the ministers to take them. Please, thank you brother. Again, thank you sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Lord bless you. Church say amen. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Now turn to your neighbor and say, Neighbor, we have to be like Joseph. Be submitted to our circumstances. Learn to silently suffer. Learn to support someone else and serve them. And then fully surrender to God. You may be seated. Now we turn to the celebration of Lord's Supper. If you're not saved, please do not partake. Shh, do it quietly. The baskets are to your side. I want you to get a flask. Amen. If you need help, raise your hand. The deacons are here. The wafer is representative and symbolic.